Hey guys, I'm Daryl Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. You know, I was recently looking to buy a car and I thought to myself, there has to be a better way. That old game of cat and mouse at the dealership, going to the manager and coming back. I mean, who wants to do that anymore? I know I don't. It's a process filled with complete anxiety. So I spoke to my friend and they told me about a new way to buy a car. She says it's called TrueCar.com, and it's a revolutionizing way to buy a car and have a better experience forever. TrueCar.com, I thought. Mm, I'm intrigued, but what's it all about? So my friend told me that at TrueCar.com, you can actually see what others paid to buy the car that you're looking for in your particular area. The site gives you a total transparency and the confidence to know when you're getting a great deal. On top of that, you can lock in negotiation-free guaranteed savings on the car you're looking for. She said TrueCar users save an average of $3,000 off MSRP. How is this possible? Hmm, I don't know. I thought about it. And then she told me that at TrueCar.com, you get a certified guarantee take on the certificate to a TrueCar certified dealer so you don't have to worry about the hassle and anxiety of the old way to buy a car. You don't even have to take my word for it if you don't believe me. I did a little bit more research and found out that TrueCar certified dealers have sold over a million cars to TrueCar users. Over 40,000 last month alone. So seriously, if you're ready to buy a car, why wouldn't you go to TrueCar.com? Negotiation-free guarantee savings, a hassle-free experience, and a TrueCar certified dealer that is committed to a new and better way to buy a car? I mean, hey, you got me sold. You should check it out, too. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Just visit truthcar.com today. You will not be disappointed. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Parenthood After Show. Keep you always. May your wishes all come true. There you go. May you always do for others <laughs> what others do for you. I love seeing Tiana rock out every week I mean, to this. It's been so long since I got to rock out. To I know. It's true. Welcome back, everybody, to Parenthood AfterBuzz TV. We are here doing Season 5, Episode 15. Just like at home. I am your host, Marissa Serafini. And with me, I have two lovely co-hosts tonight. Hello, everyone. I am Tiana Hobson. And I am Elena Jordan. Ah, so what did you think of this episode? I mean, we've been off for three weeks because the Olympics, which were amazing, by the way, despite Americans didn't really do that great. But overall, I mean, I digress. Olympics were awesome. And I'm just so happy that Parenthood's back. What did you think of tonight's episode? I thought tonight's episode was a nice setup. To a lot of things. It was a lot of information, but I didn't really feel like anything happened so much as it was just a lot of things, small things, a lot of conversations, but not necessarily, you know, big events that were happening. Like another filler kind of episode? Yeah. It's leading up to a lot of things, mm-hmm. though. What did you think? I agree, but I loved, I thought it was a great episode to come back to because it has the, the Braverman love and 
all the the reasons that you come back and watch the show and fall in love with all the characters. Oh, I love this episode. Yeah. So much love uh, in this family. It's just like you go away from your family for three weeks and then you come back and then everyone's just like so supportive of each other. And I, that's why I love this family and I'm sure all of us do. So, you know, let's just start off with Adam and Christina. They're on this nice spy getaway in this one place called Mendocino. I don't know if yeah. that's a real place. It, I hope it is. That looks like a really cool place. Yeah, I think to it's up chill. in Northern California. Northern? Yeah. It looked northern. There was yeah. more countryside mm-hmm. uh, area to it. But the, they're having a nice getaway weekend, steaming, and kind of goes skinny dipping in the in the hot well, tub they there. Had sex twice. Yeah. So yes, they did two and a half. Two and a half. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, also they're doing that mud bath thing. I mean, that must have been so fun to film. I don't know. The mud probably smelled bad. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I don't know. I'm probably not. I don't like mud baths, but. That's just me. I thought that that'd probably be relaxing. I could yeah, see they look. Doing they that. deserve it. You know, they've been through Absolutely. so much with the campaign and the cancer, and so they d- needed some time for just them to sort of get away and just be with each other and kind of refocus their relationship. And you know, Christina got a chance to really you know say thank you for yes, everything that Adam that has done, and so it was really sweet, and I love that they actually got to get away, they got to get away from the kids, and, mm-hmm. you know, just had some adult time, and they did adult things, so. Very adult, no kids in, in anywhere around them, and it seemed like a really nice, much-needed vacation, especially after everything that just went. I think the last time we saw them have a kind of date night, they egged the bulletin, the, the big <laughs> billboard yeah. of, uh, you know, the... Tom, no, Bob Little. Tom Little. Bob. Bob Little. Uh, but it's nice to see uh, their relationship, that everything they've been through together, they're still together and they're still happy and they still make it work with each other. And I've obviously Christina's very thankful for everything that has gone on and she almost lost her life due to the cancer. Mm-hmm. But it's now, it's nice that they actually take the time to appreciate everything they've gone through, and they're just together. I thought that was very sweet. Yeah, talk definitely. about love. That's the the perfect example. Them holding hands in the mud. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, you can hold them when they're muddy, then you can hold them forever. Oh, if I'm gonna be so stuck romantic. in the mud. I'd, I'd, there's no one I'd rather be stuck with than you. That was that was sweet. So slimy, but so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. But um, and during that time. Uh, Adam just keeps doing all these phone calls, texts to his little sister, Julia, which we will eventually oh get to her. But so it's, they're on this re- relaxing vacation, but yet Adam's still kind of pulling away, but Christina understands. So, but it was nice to see them two to spend some quality time together. Sarah and Hank. Oh my goodness. Hank, okay. Did you think that was right of Hank to mess with Sarah's photos in, no. in the way that he did? No. No. Because in a real workplace, if I went into my boss's files after my boss had gone home for the evening and changed up a bunch of stuff for a presentation that my boss then had to give, I would get fired. Mm-hmm. I know in the movies and on TV shows, you know, it's like, oh, you go in and change things and then they're surprised by it and they love it and, you know, you're the next biggest thing. But in real life, my butt would be fired mm-hmm. and yep. there'd be no questions asked. I don't think he should have done that. But 
I do love that he thought that it was an emergency that he called his therapist. <laughs> and he was like, Sarah's mad at me. It's an emergency. Yeah, that was cute. So then at least shows that he's trying. He's trying. Yeah. And it was interesting, the difference between Hank and Carl. Because Hank says he did not like the taco truck to the point where he literally photoshopped the taco truck out of every one of Sarah's photos. And then... Um, Carl actually enjoyed the taco truck. So just the completely two opposite people. It inspired Carl to have a whole date planned around this taco truck. Yeah. I mean, Which what's better sweet. than that? She said taco and beer. Favorite. Yeah. She said the ones with the taco truck were her favorite. Tacos yes. and beer. Taco and beer. And, and Carl. It's a metaphor for the whole relationship. It really is. Her favorite things. He plays them up. Hank. Do you like them two together now after we've spent some good quality time with them two just alone? Like, kind of saying, it's a dinner, not a date. But at the end of that dinner, it felt like a date. I love Sarah and Carl. I am pro them happening. Okay. I, I, I never really liked Sarah with Hank. And I don't know if it's the way that her and Hank kind of got together, but or what. But I've never been a fan of Sarah and Hank. I want Sarah to be with Carl. My heart will always be with Mark. Well, yeah. Okay, I mean, that's, nice. that's what she really should if be with. If it's Hank or Carl, I'm going Carl. Okay. I, you know, I like Carl, too. So I, I approve doctor of this relationship. Doctor saves babies. Come I mean, on. what's more sexier than a doctor saving babies? I can't think of many things, Marissa. <laughs> I know. Can't think of many things. It's a things. hard question. It's a hard question. But it, it got to the point where Hank altered Sarah's photo. Sarah's not happy. They have a little blow up. And Sarah walks out, wants to get coffee. It just reminded me of a Lorelai Gilmore moment. Just saying. <laughs> and, but Hank, he feels guilty. He calls up Dr. Pelican, says it's an emergency, but it's not. But, and so Pelican's like helping him say all these words, how to, uh, you know, purposely, like, how to meaningful apology to Sarah. And it really reminded me of how Adam tells Max how to apologize to people when he does something. Mm-hmm. It was very much in the same way. What did you think? I thought I thought the same thing um, about how Max has to do that, too. And I thought it was it showed a big step in Hank that he wanted to apologize to her, and he just didn't have the right way to say the words. And I love that he kept asking the doctor to repeat what he said, and just just go a little slower. Just I'm not going to use the exact words, but you know, just go a little slower so I can write this down. But even like how to say uh, apology, you have to have eye contact. We've heard that mm-hmm. with Adam mm-hmm. and Max. You have to have eye contact. So it was very much the exact same thing. And it this episode showed that Hank has finally ad- come to the realization and um, the belief. That he does have Asperger's. I mean, he even told Sarah that, you know, he's been seeing the doctor and, you know, after reading the book and everything. So he's, you know, telling, I guess, you know, opening up more in that way, too, at least to Sarah, which I do admire about Hank. For all the Hank lovers out there, I'm not a Hank hater. Which it's set up to love Hank, too, when he's, you know, because he is putting Mm -hmm. forth so much effort and he's saying, but, and she even says, don't have a rehearsed thing just talk to me like you yeah. which you I know makes like, you think oh that's they have that connection but at the same time it's so much work i don't want her to have to work anymore yeah, yeah. i feel like they work in relationships. they want you to root for hank 
because if Hank can succeed, then Max can succeed. Exactly. I was going to exactly but, say the same thing. But I'm still a Carl fan. <laughs> yeah, I want so. Max to succeed. I want Hank to succeed. But that doesn't mean that Sarah that has, has to, to get yeah. dragged down into a relationship that's going to be that's true. more I mean, trouble than it's worth for it, that's true. I mean, it's nice to see Hank has that self-awareness and acceptance that he mm-hmm. does have it. And it gives the audience that glimmer of hope this, that it can turn out okay. And Max can uh, turn out maybe not the same way, but he has a chance to overcome this, uh, his struggles and still have that life that he can live as normally as he can. Yeah. So uh, that it, it was nice to see that. Yeah, and, I just think that Sarah right now needs something. All her relationships have a struggle, and right now Carl isn't really a struggle. I mean, we probably will find out more about him. You know, he might turn out to be a horrible guy. Right. But as of right now, he's not, and he's easy and simple, and it's not just like a whirlwind roller coaster like most of her relationships. So I think that's why Carl is, you know, a nice, simple guy for Sarah. She needs structure right now. Agreed, agreed. And I just want to take a quick moment to thank everyone on iTunes and on YouTube for commenting, rating, subscribing to our awesome show, Parenthood. And a uh, shout out to Dynamite Jack, Jacqueline. Yeah. She tweets at us a lot about Parenthood. We, she loves the show as much as we do, so follow her on Twitter. Um, I, I'm so glad Parenthood is back, and I think all of us are just happy to see Braverman are back. So please just go to AfterBuzz TV, go to iTunes, t- type in uh, AfterBuzz TV Parenthood, rate, comment, subscribe, leave five stars. We love this show, and I hope you love us too. It's how we grow here at AfterBuzz, and yeah, we'll bring you more shows. I mean, the winter season is just upon us. Or it's already going, yeah. but more shows <laughs> are coming. coming. More is coming. Adventure is coming. In. More shows. Game of to Thrones come. reference. All right, so <laughs> Drew and Amy. Amy is still living at the oh dorm. How gosh. freaking long has it been now? Too I, long. It's been a couple too weeks. long. Well, too it was long. like a couple of weeks the last time we saw them. Three weeks have passed now. If they're going real time. Then it's been more than a month now, about five, six weeks. So I think he said a, he still He still said a couple weeks in the episode when he was okay. asked about the timeline. So I don't think they jumped the three weeks with us. Okay. Well, it felt like three yeah. weeks. <laughs> it feels like she's been there all semester. A long time. And a long enough time for Drew to realize there's something bigger going on here. And, I mean, it's not just about dropping out of Tufts. But that she's having problems with her family and problem communicating. And the one thing Braverman family does so well is communicate. Yep. And it was good to see Drew figure that out. Yeah, it was very insightful of Drew to pick up on that. Um, I'm not sure most guys would have. Mm -hmm. You know, most guys would have just been like, oh, she's being clingy. Most guys aren't Braverman. Yeah, most guys aren't (laughs) Braverman. That is true. Um, But I did love that he went to his sister for advice. My one question for that, because Amy was following him everywhere and walking him to every single class and knew his schedule better than he did, how did he escape the campus to make it to his sister's house without (laughs) her knowing? I'm just saying he might be a samurai. That's all I'm saying. He might have left during lunch. Maybe he ditched a class. He let her drop her off, drop him off at class, and then he snuck out the back door <laughs> to go see his sister. This is, I mean, that's what I was I thinking. I think he probably just said, hey, I'm going to go see my sister. <laughs> Why would he do something that easy? Here. 
That's sure if you want to do it the easy way over here. Maybe, maybe. But it was nice to see Drew and Amber talk that out, and Amber giving Drew um, some advice, and then Drew finally giving Amy some advice on how to confront her parents and actually discuss out her problems because Drew talked to Sarah a few episodes back about the whole abortion in the previous season, actually. Mm-hmm. and the But the realization that talking to someone does help everything. Mm-hmm. And Amy hasn't talked to anyone about it, and she needs to. And I think especially for young people, especially college people, where you're still angsty, and yeah. but you're by yourself. You don't have your parents around you to help you in that everyday problem life that you're so used to growing up it's nice to still talk to your parents i mean god i talk to my parents all the freaking time yeah and i can't imagine not having that communication so it's good for amy to have that and drew points that out yeah and i it's a good thing that he did she definitely needs someone to talk to because Mm -hmm. from what it sounds like she hasn't spoken to anyone not even her friends about this and Mm -hmm. she's an only child right yeah, I yeah. So. yeah. Okay, so she's an only child, so it's not like how she's when Drew was going through it, himself. he had his sister there, you know, and then he opened up to his mom. Amy had no one to speak to about it except for Drew. Which probably makes it she, harder for yeah. her to communicate mm-hmm. because people with siblings, they have a better ways of communication, being more social yeah. in that way. Because even if you don't want to go to your parent, you have a sibling there for mm-hmm. you to be with you. You know, you have some family connection to kind of talk to who's not going to judge you, who's still going to love you despite your faults. Yeah. What did you think about it? I just love all the scenes that have Drew and Amber together, too, because they have such a great on-camera chemistry. And I'll get more more into news and gossip, but there is something about those, I just love seeing them any time that they're on camera together because it's like seeing a mini version of... Sarah with Adam. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, it really oh. is. There, there was a lot of sibling love in this episode. There was a lot. It we'll made me it. actually be like, oh, I love my siblings I too. Up. I got all misty. <laughs> I am. I mean, it, it, it was great. So, so Drew drops Amy off, finally, pretty much forced, could not, I shouldn't say forced, that's not the best term, but really helps Amy to finally confront her parents to talk about this because it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So that was good on Drew to, to do that. And Natalie, man, just being like, uh, you know, she's been hanging here, clinging on to you, but that's such the civilian way of <laughs> seeing it and not realizing the bigger picture like Drew did. So I don't know. I, Natalie's annoying. She needs to go away too. My, I'm going to defend Natalie in this moment because she doesn't know Amy or Amy and Drew's situation. Yes. So I think that as the sort of jealous ex snuggle buddy, um, <laughs> she she's seeing it with all the information that she has presented to her. Yeah. And the information to her is that this girl came home to visit from Tufts and hasn't gone back and is living in the dorms instead of going to stay with her parents. Like, that's weird. Even, like, by yeah. n- normal standards. That's just kind of unusual. To I, go live in someone else's dorm. I thought Natalie was going to go to uh, a person, what, what, what do you uh, call RA. that? The, yeah, RA. I couldn't <laughs> think of the word. The, the representatives and the complain about 
uh, Amy and get her kicked crazy, out. That was crazy. Well, th- I thought she, they were going to go that way. Well, if she had done that, then she would never get in Drew's pants again. Exactly. And she definitely wants to get that back in those. True. So she had to be smart master. about the way she got rid of Amy. <laughs> I love that scene where he's literally sandwiched between crazy. Like, mm. Natalie's spewing her crazy talk, and then. Amy, Amy comes around the corner. I heard your like, voice in the hallway. What? What's going on? Did I hear my name? She oh, shows God. up everywhere. Could... Well, she's clinging onto Drew, but hopefully, do you think that's the last thing, last bit of Amy we'll see? Because we saw she, uh, at the end of that scene that she gave Drew's jacket back, which is a symbolism of any relationship. They seem to have closure. Yeah, it seems some closure. But I still feel like once her dad finds out about this whole baby thing that he might come after Drew like what you do to my baby girl mm-hmm. type of you know mad dad rampage my thing is it's just that that story is so season four yeah, yeah and just, it'd be it I think it'd just be up. tiring to bring that storyline back I mean they're right now they're suffering the repercussions of everything that's happening it's not good to just keep opening that can of worms that's true but I could still see them doing it because i feel like they're not completely done with Amy. Yeah. Well, I hope they are. (laughs) Yeah. I hope they are, too. But (laughs) but I feel like they're not. Bring in a new girl. That's not horrible. Give Drew someone good. Mm. (laughs) Well, maybe maybe we will see, Amy. We shall see. All right. Crosby. So, real quick. Crosby was at the home that they all grew up in love. And this real estate agent comes to the house. And Crosby finds out that Zeke and Camille finally officially put their house on the market. Or it's like what the last papers that they have to yeah, sign to put it on the market because yeah. there are a lot of people interested. Oh, uh, I, I what do you think? I had my money that Crosby was going to spill the beans to all his all his siblings, but this episode, I mean, it's still probably to come. But yeah, I thought it was going to happen right away. But he actually kept his mouth shut for a while, so that was good. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge thing, and to not tell your siblings, especially what happened when they're all together, and we'll get to that, but when they're all together, you'd think that'd be the perfect time to bring it up, but maybe not the perfect time, but, like, maybe you could, like, slip that into the conversation when they're all together. I don't know. That's a bigger story that we will eventually see, because they didn't talk about it in this episode. Yeah. Like, okay, now we know. Our whole history is in this house. It affects more people than just you. Yep. Yeah, and you and then see Camille the, just shuts him yeah, down. Camille shuts yeah. him down. Zeke is like, "Yo, I'm I love my wife." So Crosby doesn't do know that Zeke has do. been fighting this yeah. battle yeah. for pretty much the whole season. Behind, he doesn't know that he almost lost Camille for this. So. Yeah, and my question to you guys: Would you give up your house for the person you love for your husband? I cannot or answer significant that. other. Do you think you you love your significant other enough to give up your house that you have built a family in and built memories in? Well, I, I live with a cat, so... <laughs> <laughs> I hope that when I got to that point in my life, I would. But at this point in my selfish nature, I'm thinking no. Okay. If I loved it that much. But again, you're young. Yeah, but so I'm young. I haven't gotten... That's the young person. Yeah, I haven't got that. to that point in my life yet. Mm-hmm. So I hope that if I were put up to this years down the line when it really would matter that I would choose the right thing. I, You know, for me, I would say probably yes, I would move or for the person I love because 
in the end, it's just a place. It's just an address. I mean, you have memories there, but those those are memories you can't touch. They're intangible. You have they stick with you forever, and you'll always have them. No one can take them away from you. Yes, you you'll take the physical environment away, but you you will still have them, and they'll still resonate within you for the rest of your life. And I think at the end of the day, you still have the one you love with yeah. you. I think it's people it's at different a, phases is just of their number. life too, because I mean. If they, if Zeke and Camille were trying to do this when they were younger, if it was like over a job or something, you know, and I had to actually relocate and like leave my job and my friends kind of thing, I think that's a different situation than just, you know, Camille. They're, they've already raised their children here. They're done with that process. Mm -hmm. You know, Crosby's looking at it as, you know, this is still, it's like how I look at it with my parents. They want to sell our house. And I'm like, you can't do that. They're like, we don't need all this space. No one's here, you know. I look at it as, well, no, like, this is where I'm supposed to bring my grandkids or my children to, your grandkids, to come visit you and come see you. And so it's still the young person's perspective, whereas, you know, they're like, okay, no, it's time to move on. Like, we've done what we needed to do here. Mm-hmm. It's time to go to the next place. Move on. Next chapter next, in their life. Yeah, it's the next chapter. All right. Um, so Julia, poor Julia, she's all alone in this episode. But not for long. Uh, we start the episode off with uh, Joel comes to the house. It's his weekend with the kids. And he. I love how he brings Sydney and Victor to his apartment. And he kind of always slips that it's just like home. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, all this stuff is just like what we have at home. And he slipped that a, a couple times, actually. Yeah. But I, I think it's, it's at the point where Joel's trying to be that good dad. And keep his kids happy. And, like, my place is kind of better than home. We even have a pool. We don't have that at home. They should He's have trying really hard. He has the 3D TV, the Xbox. He buys them swimsuits. Yep. Yeah. And everything that he did, like, everything he was listing, you know, the Xbox and, you know, the, the movie things. that they were going to go see, it was all catered towards Victor. <laughs> A little bit. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we have this Xbox and all these new games. Victor, you want to play? Hey, Victor, you want to see that movie with the robots that are fighting? And I get it that, you know, Victor was just more kind of responsive because Sydney was acting like a little brat like she always is. Um, well, also... I <laughs> know, I know. But also, Joel is a guy, Victor is a guy. So, but, again, they would probably connect in that way. Yeah, but I, I loved how everything was geared towards Victor, but at the end of the night when Victor couldn't fall back asleep, he called Julia. He called Julia. How that sweet was, so was that? Sweet. I was like, think back and to how last different season. Yeah. Exactly. When he's saying, you know, I hate you, Julia. Now mm-hmm. he's calling no, her he's and calling. saying, I just want you, mom. Like, oh. that, uh, yeah. does that touch your heart? The um, the thing that I thought was interesting is that when Sydney realized that she wasn't going home the next day. I think is Sydney's still at the point where she's too really she's too young to really understand the whole situation, what's going on. But Victor was just sitting there, and he understood. He's old enough to understand everything. So there, there's that separation between the two, mm-hmm. uh, even with age. I mean, they're what one, two years apart, but just that difference makes it a little bit more interesting. But uh, yeah, and Julia's all alone. She she's singing like depressing music. Did, hey. you, did you listen to those lyrics? Lonely home, lo- <laughs> lonely all by myself. I'm like, what? I can't. What? I'm, but hey, what earlier in the day, to? she said she was going to binge watch 
Orange is the new black. So I mean, I, I say be too go mad for it. That. You know, if I, I spent my day alone watching Orange is the New Black, I I'd be like, yes, best day ever. I say go for it because Orange is the New Black is a great show, and I told Tiana, I was like, Tiana, you gotta watch this show. Yeah, so you know what, Juliet, you, you know, just go. Yeah. Go watch Orange is the New Black, and then, you know, tell us on our after show But afterwards. then, you know, she flips, she flips the switch and starts listening to Adele and all this sad, like, <laughs> Joni Mitchell music. music. Oh. You know, it's so sad, and she's all alone heating up. What was she even heating up in the microwave? It looks so sad. Lo- it's like sad. a frozen dinner. Yeah, like a frozen dinner. But yeah. then... Here comes to the rescue all her siblings. Oh, oh, how sweet was that? And I loved it how Sarah and they all just come one by one. And Mm -hmm. Sarah and Crosby were like, you're the better sister. You're the better (laughs) sibling. And that they all thought individually to come over to give Julia some company. And then Adam comes after his nice spot and he gets the fever. <laughs> he gets the fever. I mean, I love it when they all just get the fever and start dancing. I mean, that should be my excuse because I, I think you guys know I always break out and dance a lot, <laughs> and but I don't have an excuse. I just do it. <laughs> but Adam's excuse, he gets the fever, and they're all dancing, they're all drinking wine and having a great time, and then they all end up sleeping <laughs> over, which was great. Crosby's in Sydney's bed, and Adam's on the couch. It's it really- such a great way to end to show yeah. her even when she is at her loneliest where she feels the most isolated then she has her whole family to back her up and then her son too so it really shows her that she's not you know she's not by herself she's surrounded by love yeah, and I think it's a kind of a good peep eye into what it must have been like with the four of them as kids growing up yeah. You know, it just looked like such a fun time, and part of me wished that, you know, the episodes could, like, flash back, or we could have, mm-hmm. like, a whole other series about the young Bravermans and see, you know, little Adam and Christina and everything. Just that little anecdote yeah. about trying to catch the boogeyman yeah, to make you know. Crosby feel better. Exactly. So I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, this is cute. a family. They love each other. Siblings can get along through the good and the bad, you know, we always have each other's backs, and that was beautiful to see. And I love how they're all sleeping in each other's bed, giving each other comfort, and then, you know, Sydney went into her dad's bed, mm-hmm. I'm like, and at the end of it, I'm like, does, does anyone sleep in their own bed? <laughs> nope. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty cute to, to watch, but overall, a uh, great episode. Yeah. I love the family dynamic. Yeah, And then all the happened. grandkids. Yes, all the grandkids are making s'mores. Mm-hmm. Making s'mores over I want s'mores. I was kind of hoping that, that would make Zeke and Camille kind of change their mind about wanting to sell the house. I know. Like, oh, look, the family loves it here. We can't get rid of this place. But it's yeah. beautiful to see, too. It, it was nice to have the older sibling generation together and then the younger sibling or cousin generation mm-hmm. together. Just that all those different levels still uh, on the same level of, like, love and affection for each other. That was really sweet. But all right, uh, what is there anything else about this episode that guys want to talk about i think i said everything that's great episode you know so you know what yeah team braverman gotta love it you know what let's get into some news shall we the thing hung uh uh, great i'll do our own explosion (laughs) news news news. after buzz tv there we go all right we have a couple photos but before we get to them um some some interesting news about parenthood Zachary Knighton, he's going to join Parenthood for a major arc. Apparently, Knighton will appear in a major season ending as Evan Knight, a hip new teacher, 
at the school Christina founded who catches the eye of Julia. What? Ooh. Is Julia getting a new love interest? What? I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that will get Adam back. No, not Adam. Uh, sorry. Uh, Joel <laughs> back? Yeah, that'll get Joel like, back. Do you, do you think... Uh, yeah. know, maybe a little, I, you know, maybe it'll ignite something in him. Like, you get your hands off my woman. Well, do you, I don't know. And come back home. Do you think it's too <laughs> soon to have another guy in Julia's life? Because the first guy that... Came Ed messed up her relationship or helped messed up her relationship. Do you think it's too soon to have another guy come back in, maybe to help her relationship? No, because I love when they cast these kinds of things and they say, you know, a potential love interest just to kind of get everyone thinking that she's going to jump into a relationship. I don't think it'll be anything like that. I think it'll be maybe, you know, more subtle, a friendship that, you know, eventually blossoms. I don't think Julia wants a new relationship right now, especially with the kids still dealing with how their parents are, you know, separated and stuff. So it's true. Because mm-hmm. the show is very true to life. It's not soap opera. Yeah. So it's very I can see her being very, very slow yeah, and cautious. And I, I don't think she'd bring anyone in unless she was for sure about it just yeah. because Sydney's a brat and will make a big deal out of it. <laughs> I'm talking about Sydney the character, not Sydney the, the, <laughs> the little girl the who plays her. All right. And oh, you know what? Well, yeah, let's just go to the photos right now. Um, Erica Christensen, I love reading her Twitter and Instagram. She tweeted a f- photo. Um, it has Zachary Knighton, uh, that's Zachary, on the left, and Adam and Christina. They're, they're there um, behind the scenes. Police department? Yeah, police department. Mm. Oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. And I think we have one more. My money's on Jabbar. It was Jabbar who got right. arrested, guys. But she says, last day on Parenthood. Thank you. Thankful for all the huge send-offs of something else. And then she tweeted another photo with her Aww. and May and Drew just having fun in this photo booth. They're they're so fun together. I mean, I, I love those kind of yeah. fun photos. And then one more thing. Uh as you know, I mean, I think when the, immediately when I found out about this information, I texted you guys. Uh, Sarah Ramos, who plays Hattie, is coming back. He's coming home. Finally. I mean, we've no been talked about her. Yeah, we've been talking about her. It's like, where the heck did Hattie go? I mean, she went to college, but there's like no follow up to her. But actually, Ramos was taken off a contract at Parenthood at the end of the show's third season as a character. Transition to college, which was, you know, a good way to send off her character. But she is coming back in one episode in the finale, season five finale, um, and it will mark her first appearance in a year, which is, that's kind of sad. It's been a year? Well, she was in an episode last season, but she hasn't been in any... Yeah, for Christina's... Yeah, for Christina's... Cancer uh, news. Yeah, the cancer news, but she hasn't been back for any this season, so yeah, it's been... It's been a year, but I mean, it makes sense, you know, I kind of hate it when stories send a kid to college and then bring them back right away like you know just she's over there she's in college they yeah. could bring her up every now and then let her come visit home a little more often but you know they're sticking with it that she's there and in, in school and I, the cast is probably too big to afford her i i do miss hattie even though she was that teenager angsty i mean i mean when you're a teenager you're always going to be emotionally angsty but I wish we could have seen her, the female perspective, on her version of college. Because we see Drew's life at his college, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to see the the woman's perspective. 
Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be interesting to see how her characters change, too, since yeah. where we've last seen her versus when she comes back. I hope it's not just, you know, like, a, oh, mom, dad, I missed you so much, and then that's all there is to it. <laughs> no, I feel like she's going to come back and be completely different. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I want to see I want to see something happening with Hattie. Yeah, and Jason Kadams uh, mentioned that we sort of dealt with this a lot starting on Friday Night Lights, his uh, other series that we know, um, where characters wound up graduating from high school and sort of left the show, and that was kind of the same thing with Hattie's character. So, But it's nice to have characters come back for an episode or and, a series of episodes. Sorry, and the Friday Night Lights. Um, they're going to be doing the yeah. special yeah. web The web episodes, so definitely check Parenthood. those out. Um, the crossover. Friday Nights at the Luncheonette. Yeah, Friday Nights at the Luncheonette. I mm-hmm. never watched Friday Nights, Friday nights, but Friday night lights. I can say Friday nights. (laughs) Friday Friday night night lights, lights. but it's on my to-do list for my Netflix. There you go. And uh, so, so quickly, what do you think is going to happen with uh, Hank's relation? Hank seems like he's going to reveal his emotions, uh, deep dark secrets to Sarah. Do you think that's going to go over well? I think that Sarah will be nice about it, but it might falter, make Sarah stop and think twice about Carl, but I really want Sarah to go with Carl. Okay. Politely decline. Yeah. I agree too. And I think we're going to get the whole family blow up over the house being finally uh, on the real estate. Mm -hmm. But in the, in the meantime, where can we all follow you? You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. You can follow me on Twitter at Elena Jordan. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here on AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV. You can also follow Danica on Twitter at Danica Ken- Kennedy. Yep. And uh, we will see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.